guys. Uh, you've had to adjust to a new starting time of RN Drive. So too, something brand new for this year. I want to introduce you to the Asia Editors. Every week, I'll take you to a new corner of our region across Australia or the Pacific to hear about the big stories unfolding there. Today, it's off to Fiji, where the new Prime Minister and former military strongman Sidavani Rambuka has ruled out Chinese military training for Fiji's army or police forces as he moves to strengthen diplomatic ties with Australia. In an interview with the Australian newspaper, the newly elected leader says, quote, the perception is that there is an increasing effort by China to consolidate its influence and increase it. And I believe it's always safer to go along with the people you know better. Richard Naidu is a journalist and a civil lawyer in Suva. He joins me now. Uh, Richard, how surprising are those comments, do you think? Uh, Not that surprising, I don't think, Andy. I mean, uh, this government clearly wants to show it is different from the previous one. Um, I think, obviously, it's a good time for the government to signal that departure because Australia and the US have indicated that they want to significantly step up their engagement in the region. So I don't think that was a difficult uh, decision for the new prime minister to make. To what extent has China worked with Fiji's justice system? Have we still got you there? Yeah, we got you. Uh, yes, we have. Sorry. Do, uh, just uh, just give me one second. Um, I'll just repeat my question uh, while, while you're there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to what extent has China... Yeah, China I hope you've got me. I was just asking about China and uh, to what extent they've worked with Fiji's justice system. Um, Hard to know because a lot of this stuff is very opaque. Um, The prime minister has referred to Chinese police uh, cooperation, uh, uh, you know, agreements where Chinese police were seconded to Fiji police. Um, There's been a few, I think, exchanges between judges, although the judges of Fiji and the judges of China have (laughs) very little in common. Mm. So it's mostly around policing, I think, where there's been involvement. And I think the new prime minister has said that's not going to continue. Going beyond Fiji's army or police forces, is there political appetite to counter China's influence elsewhere on the islands? I mean, what could be Rambuka's next focus, next project, do you think? Um, in terms of... Well, an, an agenda to prosecute. I mean, you know, they, many Fijians still call him Rambo. Uh, he, he pledged he wouldn't entertain a Solomon Island-style pact to allow China to train Fijian police or army. What other agenda items do you think uh, this quote-unquote Rambo is bringing to office? Oh, I think he... Again, it, it's a government that... His, his government wants to set itself apart from the Bainimarama government. We, you know, we've had 16 years of the Bainimarama government. And, uh, I mean, certainly my personal view is that that's been 16 years uh, in which Fiji has been you know, reasonably repressed. Uh, rule of law has um, uh, been collapsing. And, indeed, it was just last weekend that even the president of the Law Society said that under the previous government, rule of law in Fiji sometimes hung by a thread. That's a view I agree with. 
Um, so this is very much about a change, about bringing back democracy, bringing back rule of law, you know, freedom of expression, all of the things that were put at risk um, during Bainimarama's 16 years of rule. If you've just tuned in, Richard Naidu is joining me. He's a journalist and civil lawyer. This is The Asia Editors, a new uh, segment when I bring you every week looking into regional affairs in our neighbourhood. I mean, Rambuka has managed to claim power after really long negotiations, and he formed a coalition with the National Federation Party and the Social Democratic Liberal Party. I should add here that you're a member of the National Federation Party, for clarity. Uh, so, But how do you see this coalition working functionally? Um, well, the his party, the People's Alliance, and the National Federation Party, they went into the election together. So there was never going to be a question that they were going to govern together. So what they then found was that they were in a dead heat with the Fiji First Party of Bainimarama, literally 26 seats each, and the kingmakers were Sodelpa, which had three seats and could go one way or the other. So Sodelpa chose uh, to go with the PANFP uh, coalition. Uh, that uh, choice was made a month ago. And uh, I think so far things have gone really well, better than I thought they would. What about Fiji First, the Bainimarama opposition? How are they adjusting to life on the other side of the aisle? <laughs> well, it's always very hard to tell because um, only Bainimarama or his um, offsider, A.R. Said Kayum, the Attorney General, they're the only two who ever said anything. Well, he no longer uh, has a seat in Parliament, the former Attorney General. At one point, he was nicknamed the Minister for Everything. Uh, what's he up to? Well, it's just a very bizarre set of circumstances, but he accepted a position on the Constitutional Officers Commission, which is the body that appoints you know, the fairly senior um, officials uh, of, of the institutions, uh, and possibly didn't realise that in doing so, he'd kicked himself out of Parliament because that be, immediately became disqualified. Um, then he said, well, no, this is all part of some grand strategy where um, I'll do everything from out of parliament, but didn't seem to realize that he couldn't actually be a constitutional officers commissioner and general secretary of his party. So he then resigned as constitutional officers commissioner. So nobody really knows <laughs> what he's doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, other than uh, making a few uh, noises off uh, – off on the sidelines. Uh, they haven't really done very much. Not to be too uh, reflexive here, but I do note in the interview with the Australian, Rambuka went on to say Australia could no longer take for granted its relationship with Fiji, uh, recalling the cold shoulder Australia presented after his 1987 coup. What do you think of Australia-Fiji relations and what will they look like under Rambuka's leadership, just briefly? Um, I, I think... Good, for, for two reasons. Um, the first, that Australia um, has signaled that it, you know, of necessity must improve its engagement with, with Pacific countries and Fiji, of course, key Pacific country. Um, and uh, secondly, I think, you know, it's a different environment. Certainly the cold shoulder that Australia gave Rambuka in 87 is the same as the cold shoulder Australia gave Rambuka, uh, gave Bainimarama in 2006 at the time of his coup. And both those cold shoulders were justified and right. But I think we're in a different time now. Uh, and not only, you know, have we got a democratic government, a successful democratic transition, which in Fiji is not always easy, but, uh, you know, we also have the Australian government prepared, as they say, to step up. Richard, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon.
Thank you. Richard Naidu is a journalist and civil lawyer in Suva, also who's a member of the National Federation Party. That's the Asia Editors. We'll bring you more insights into the region this time next week. It's coming up to news time here on ABCRN. Uh, I'll get you the very latest news headlines after. Uh, you'll hear from my guest, the Northern Territory Attorney General, Chancy Paik, about these new alcohol bans, how they'll work being instituted today in the Northern Territory. On the text line, the kangaroo industry is very much occupying your mind. Felix says uh, at 40 million, uh, the population that is, they're doing okay. Let's worry about the koala. They are in distress due to unfettered land clearing. Uh, This one too, your investigation of the kangaroo controversy is very disappointing. We should all be eating a lot more healthy, sustainable and environmentally friendly kangaroo and a lot less beef. Kangaroo sustains the people of this land for 60 plus thousand years. Uh, why are, isn't there more concern about lamb and cow? So thank you so much for your text messages. Looking forward to getting into some more of them straight after the news here on RN Drive with Andy Park News Time. Now it's five o'clock.